pull up a bar stool. Hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving holiday. I say that for just about everybody, even if you're outside of the U.S., because I think that uh, it's probably quieter for you during during the holidays, during uh, our U.S. Thanksgiving. Additionally, uh, hopefully this is when you're also starting to, the business is picking up, whether it's Cyber Monday, Black Friday, or whatever. I think everybody, no matter where you live, is probably experiencing some of that. So hope all is going well. You're uh, back into the groove. I uh, know I'm trying to get back in the groove myself. Um, now, I'm going to have J- John Robinson on today. He's my backup CEO. I always love having him on the show. Loves to make me feel uncomfortable. One thing that's going to come up, um, so we're going to talk about uh, simulation and presentation and a bunch of shuns. Uh, <laughs> really interesting. I, you'll, you'll see that I, I wasn't really sure where John was heading with this at first. But uh, I thought it ended up well. Uh, but one thing that's going to come up is the Power Hitters Club. Now, I just want to reiterate that, you know, as someone who listens to the podcast, someone who's really a prime candidate for the Power Hitters Club, which is my, my private membership, I want to get you in there best I can. And so if you go to johnlimmer.com slash 594pub, you'll get a special deal for annual... Uh, annual membership so with the annual membership you'll get access to our private community which is great we talk about that peer-to-peer community uh, within this episode today get weekly webinars workshops every two months good stuff so again that's johnlimber.com slash 594 pub otherwise just sit back enjoy pop a bottle let's do it Hey everybody, John here from JohnLimmer.com and John Limmer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. So once a month, for anyone new to the show or your casual listeners, once a month I invite John Robinson who's my backup CEO, my business manager. He's been with me from the beginning. He's also family. And... Um, so we do things a little bit differently. We don't necessarily talk about Facebook ads. Um, we kind of what we do is is recreate the the types of calls that he and I have once a week and have been having once a week for the last four plus years. But he he essentially takes the wheel. He uh, makes me feel uncomfortable, and uh, I guess it's a lot of fun for for the listeners. Sometimes not a lot of fun for me, but I, I learned something. How's it going, Jr? It is going really well in San Diego. Nice and sunny, uh, and I did enjoy, first off, thank you for hosting Thanksgiving. I did enjoy Denver and the 15-degree weather or 20-degree weather that it was when we ran the turkey trot. It was 20-something. It was not warm. (laughs) So I, I am more appreciative of San Diego than I've ever been in the last year. Yeah, I bet you are, man. I... I tell you, I was like I was telling you uh, after that run. So that turkey trot was a 5K. I haven't run a whole lot this year. I still run a little bit. But, yeah, trying to run in 20-degree weather, and the, the ground was icy. At about a mile, I didn't think I was going to make it. And uh, <clears throat> actually, the, if it wasn't for the fact that my 11-year-old son, Ryan, uh, who was ahead of me the entire race, 
slowed down at the end because I think he was getting stomach cramps or something. Um, and that gave me an excuse because then I caught up to him. Gave me an excuse that I was playing the father, father, uh, fatherly role of checking up on him, but also allowed me to slow down a little bit and be okay. Um, then he then he came around and he decided he wanted to beat me. <laughs> and uh, I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it. Like he, he was he was pulling ahead. And then uh, it was a photo finish. And I know I know some dads feel like it's it's their responsibility to let their kids win, but my opinion is you win while you can because it's not going to last right. Right, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, the, you uh, you did a good job. You still did a good job. <laughs> All right. So what are you drinking, my man? I am drinking a Coronado Brewing Company. What is this? Orange Avenue? Orange Avenue Wit. That's what it's called. Orange Avenue Wit. So, so that it's not an orange like flavored type of thing. It's just that's. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. But I like I like that it has the word wit in there. So maybe I will be a little more witty today. Is it like W I T or W H I T? Oh, that's true. W I T. Well, I think that's. I think that. I don't. I'm pretty sure that's the witty. I don't even know. <laughs> so we're, we're gonna, we're, we don't look very witty right now. But uh, no. I have a confession to make. I'm drinking a water. Basically, uh, you know, I, I've realized over the last week and that I need to be healthier. And I don't know what that means as far as drinking beer or whatnot. But what I do know is drinking at 10 in the morning doesn't feel right to me today. So I appreciate that you're doing it to to keep the keep the show going on on that podcast theme, but uh, yeah, I'll be milking the water today. Okay, well, cheers to being healthy. All right, cheers to you. Cheers. All right, so you know how it works. I have nothing prepared. I'm hoping you do. Uh, what do you want to talk about today? I do, but hold on. I don't taste any orange in that, so I don't know why they have orange. Avenue Wit. Well, probably because Ab- probably because Orange Avenue. Something to do with Orange Avenue. What's I don't know what Orange Avenue. Yeah, because I don't know what Avenue is supposed to taste like or Wit, but none of those are coming out. It just you, tastes like beer. Do you feel so. Do you feel smarter? Not yet. I bet okay. you. I bet you will after a couple though. I will. I will. So so here here's what I want to talk to you about, and it was inspired by a podcast that I was listening to called Ninety Nine Percent Invisible, and it's episode 191 the worst smell in the world that's what the title of the the 14 minute podcast is and in short it talked about a gag gift that turned out to be something truly heroic and it was a gag gift that was a really stinky smell in a can (laughs) the worst smell in the world in a can and people use it as gag gifts and they ended up um finding that there's another value for it, which is for training for those people who are going into war and they're going to have to smell some of the worst smells that they've ever smelled before in other countries. So they use it for training. Now, why does this matter for our topic? I started thinking about the business that we're in. And you and I have talked about this before, that we're in the business of education and the business of training. And what comes up to me is a distinction between training and simulations. 
do you see a, a distinction between between those? And of course, is you being a baseball coach, training and simulations also come into play as well? I think they do. Maybe they don't. Yeah. So 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 what are you referring to uh, in terms of what I do in terms of simulations? Okay. So so for for you know what you do, I think back in the days, you know, you developed curriculum that were training classes, right? Mm-hmm. And why did you do that? Why, why did you develop the training class? What, what, did, what were people asking for at that time? And people needed a, a step-by-step guide. So instead of, so basically, you know, they, they need to learn something, but like a sig- single blog post was going to be, too, wasn't enough. They needed more detail. So I, I had the, the video, I had the written version, I had screenshots, show them step-by-step step what they need to know to do it themselves. So, so the training was to kind of empower them to have the confidence that they, they could do it, like to improve their capabilities. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Okay. Now, with that being said, though, tell me the this difference and take yourself outside of, of what we do or what you do to why simulations? And I, the reason why I say that, because I look at simulations, as I listen to that that blog, that podcast, the can was used to simulate. It wasn't not only to train, but it was to simulate an actual experience. And I started seeing like, wow, oh, what's the difference between just training, like you said, increase confidence, increase their capabilities, give them some screenshots, familiarize themselves, right? Right. But then, what what's the difference for you with the simulations? I don't I don't know if you're a gamer. Are you are you a gamer that plays like all those crazy games that you have to put the put it on your eyes and see 3D and blah blah blah? <laughs> no, I haven't done any of that. Yeah, the the only the only game I'm playing right now, and you know that I'm kind of addicted to it uh, from your time here, is Madden Mobile, and that's it. I, I don't play a whole lot. It, do you feel like that's a simulation? Do you feel like that's like the real game or no? Uh, it's it's a very light version of a simulation, yeah. I mean, cause, because without the actual um, playing of the game and you know being the quarterback and throwing the ball and running the ball, all that kind of stuff, it would, wouldn't be nearly as fun. So it's the simulation part that, that draws me in. So it is is the game part of it? That's is that training to you or not? Is that the, the space between simulation and training? Is like the gamification? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, I think the the simulation part is more, at least the way I interpret it, is hands on examples. So it's not just you know this is how you do it, but this is when you do it and why you do it. And here's an example of how I did it. And in these three different cases, there are three different scenarios. And um, so you can, you can step through something similar kind of thing. Um, because I think even a, a basic how-to often isn't enough because they don't understand the use case. Um, uh, so when, when they actually get into to, to creating their ads, they're, they're, they're still unfamiliar with the strategy side of it. Does that make, does that answer your question? It, it is, it is, but I'm, you know I'm walking you down a path here because okay. when I'm thinking about the training and how it's evolved, 
from us doing curriculum that gets outdated pretty quickly. Yeah. Do you feel like that was more how-to, or do you feel like that was hands-on examples when when you were doing the curriculum? It was mainly how-to. Mainly okay. how-to. Yeah, and so so where we are right now is um, a combination. So since it's more real time, um, and so with the they're no longer courses. It's the Power Hitters Club, and we got weekly webinars, and we got the Facebook group, and we've got the the um, the workshops. That's more about application and strategies and obstacles, and you know when do I do this and when do I do that and. Um, industry and niches and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, and it's real time reacting to changes um, and even trends. So costs are going up, cost, you know, what, what, you should use this bidding, bidding method over that one right now. And, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. So help me with this then. How does the peer-to-peer -peer model help in this situation? Is it more training? Is it more simulation? Is it demonstration? To help me with that because I love what you said real time yeah. and 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 I believe that you know when people even myself when I want training it is to build my confidence it is to increase my capabilities and familiarities with things but it never registered to me that it would actually solve my real-time problems in a customized way that's not what I think training is Right. But do you see that that's what the Power Hitters Club has become? Absolutely. A peer-to-peer -peer part is the space that's filled because I can take you only so far with you know my how-tos and my examples and this and that, and then someone's using it. Well, okay, I'm a realtor. How, how do I use this for for what I'm doing? And like I don't know, or you know, I might have some general ideas, but I'm not a realtor and I haven't done it before. And all of a sudden, someone else chimes up. Oh, I'm a realtor. Or just like yesterday, someone said, you know, I'm managing a political campaign. Does any, is any of this different for that? And I, I had my own opinion. And then like three or four people piped in that were actually doing political campaigns. And so, and often their, their opinions and their examples and um, their advice will differ from mine, which is, I would take their advice over mine in those cases because they have that experience. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's where it's more of a simulation I guess that would be the word because they're provide, right, so, providing actual examples of, of how they're doing it in those circumstances. So what about the word demonstration? What so is it a demonstration? So do you, you feel like it's a demonstration where people are actually telling you what I've done? Because I think that's what it is. I, I, think, I think that's what's happening in the peer-to-peer -peer group model is that when people go there with their whys and their what's and their how's questions and instead of just going to direct training and watching training for eight hours, ten hours, fifteen hours, you know, they're going to hire consultants. They're going to going to peer-to-peer -peer models for actual demonstrations of applications on how this works. So is the word demonstration? I guess. Yeah, I guess. I'm not real good yeah. with the words here. I mean, yeah. uh, but yeah, there's there's definitely value there in whatever they're providing, whether it's demonstration or uh, yeah, I'm not even sure how, how what word I would assign to it. Okay, well, and and the reason why I'm bringing this up because I did have a conversation with our our Jenny Brennan this morning, and she was talking about all of her client successes over, uh, you know, Black Friday and Cyber Monday, 
and she was just tickled to death that you know all of her clients did pretty well you know on both of those days and you know her and I kind of started talking about you know that was a good thing for her to get the experience and for her clients to get the experience of of success without you know having experienced failure but we were still wondering like how can we experience failure without losing money and that's when I started thinking about the gamification idea again you know remember the I back in the days when we were talking about how, how can we get people to test ads and how can we get them to you know, it's kind of like the stock game remember the stock game years ago where you just have a portfolio of X amount of money and you test it out and see what you could do. I mean, not only that, there was a fantasy fantasy basketball game that I oversaw that was like a stock-related game. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. I, I forgot about that. So, 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 as I'm bringing you to an actual point, the point is: Do you think that that there's a possibility of using the gamification, or as if if that's a word, gamifying the Facebook ads? experience so people can get better at it without having to spend you know lots of time watching curriculum that's outdated or you know how, how, how do you see gaming possibly showing up man I mean I had not even thought of any possibilities of gamification and Facebook ads to, to learn it um, I, I see where you're going with that that like the stock market or even even like a fantasy game where you're not spending any money necessarily but you're you're practicing mm-hmm. uh if there's some sort because so now i will counter that with a couple things first of all um if you're a serious marketer you should have some budget set aside that's for experimentation you know and it could be as little as spending five dollars a day or whatever but every dollar you spend in the first place is you're learning from it so we shouldn't be afraid of ad, ads that don't work because ads that don't work taught us something. And at the same time, we should be smart about that and not jump in not knowing how to do something and spending thousands of dollars and losing it all. So uh, that's, that's the first thing. Second of all, I mean, I think there's some simple gamification simulation type of thing you could do that's kind of like a fantasy game approach. Now, that said... No, nothing replaces the real world. And that's probably the same case. Where, I don't know. I feel like even with the stock market, you can, stock market and fantasy games, you can, you're can you still pulling from real life what's happening in the real world to determine whether or not you're succeeding. Um, with Facebook ads, it's a little bit different. Like you, you, There's so much unknown. I mean, without Facebook linking in with their own algorithm and all that kind of stuff, uh, you're guessing in terms of whether someone's ad's going to work or not. And that's the, the tough part of the gamification process. Yeah, and, and that makes sense to me. And just to, to take a step back, invest in testing is what I heard you say. It's kind of like that idea of experimentation and having a budget for investing in testing. Uh, I think that might be a blog for you to write because yeah. I think you – you you do a really good job of investing and testing, and if Lisa listened to this, you probably invest way too much in testing. <laughs> so, but see, I'm drinking, so that when I drink, uh, my inhibitions go down. So I, I'll sh- be more honest. But but um, I, I I'd love to see something from you on your philosophy on how to invest in testing and be courageous in doing it because. You know, you 
you know, I, I watched you run in the turkey trot and seeing that ice and seeing how uh, cautious you were with that and not running full speed. And But I think a lot of people have fear in testing and that they might get hurt. So, yeah, I think I think there's something there. I'd love to see if, if you could share something like that over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and uh, just to remind people that I don't care what your budget is, when this started, and I mean, I know I tell my story over and over, but just, just a reminder, I, I had nothing. So when I was laid off over four years ago, um, you know, I had to be, I was being really, really cautious with my money, but I was still running Facebook ads. And I'm not going to, like, I was still learning at that point. So that's, that's also why I wasn't writing exclusively about Facebook ads and talking like I'm some Facebook ads expert. Cause I didn't, I wasn't, wasn't that, but what I was doing was spending a dollar a day or whatever I could spend, you know, eventually is maybe a couple dollars a day, whatever, but it was very little. Um, even though I, I had very little and what happened was I learned a lot from that dollar a day. Now, and then I started increasing it as I started having some successes and increasing, increasing it some more. So, I mean, I think that's the, that's why I don't feel like there's anyone ever has an excuse to say, oh, I can't afford to experiment. Yeah, you can. Because it's really, really valuable, even if you lose money, on a small amount of money, right? Because you're experimenting with a very little amount that you can absorb. Because you learn something. You learn something out of it, so then, okay, I'm going to do it differently next time. And guess what? Now I found more success. And uh, so so that's my whole approach with investing uh in experimentation. So, so as as I listen to you, the question that comes to mind for me, if I were a listener, was this idea of how can I practice without it really hurting, and and that hurting could be financially hurting or failure. Even even the concept of failure, you know how failure shows up when you were first testing in the beginning and experimenting in the beginning. What were your thoughts on? the learnings was it did you feel like you're if you had a hypothesis or a belief and it didn't happen that you failed i don't think so i don't think so okay. i mean i i if something didn't work i turned it off and i tried something right. else and and i unfortunately i don't think that's the way everybody else's approach approaches it especially when they're they're new and, and figuring it out is they jump in they try something they probably spend too much uh, they try something, it doesn't work, and they're frustrated, and they don't want to try it again, try anything else again. And that's the wrong approach. We need to try different things until we figure out. Now, yes, research, uh, investigate, Re- read my content, read articles by others, You know, have a community, whether it's Power Heroes Club or otherwise, get ideas from others on what they do and what works. Just know that there's, there's no one-size-fits-all universal solution. That's, I think that's what a lot of people are looking for is like, the magic bullet. It's like you do it this way, and you're gonna be rich, kind of thing. Some some ridiculous stuff. And I, I I can sense those smell those people. You talk about the the can of stuff. Right. I, I can smell those people a mile away when, when they posted in the Power Hitch Club or somewhere else. Um, that they're looking for that magic bullet, and they're frustrated when there isn't one. Like, but this didn't work. Like, yeah, maybe it didn't. Try something else. And and so yeah. So will you will you write something on how you approach testing? Okay. Like the mindset. Okay. I, I, I think it'd be so so helpful for, for everyone. 
All right, so I'm still drinking my beer. I'm going to drink a little bit more. You have a, a big sip of your water. All right. Cheers. And then um, kind of the, the, the last thing that I had on my mind in, in regards to this conversation was this idea of how can we help people practice without it hurting? Let's, I mean, what, what can we do uh, at John Lumen Digital and the Power Hitters Club to, to help them practice? Because I watched you practice Madden for hours. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. Seriously. I, I, I fly out there. I thought I was flying out there to, you know, engage with you, talk to you, and you were, your head was all the way in that, that video game. That's not entirely so, true, but yeah. So, so in your mind, is there anything that we can do to help people practice? And and I know that you said that a lot of the fantasy stuff has to do with real world data, real world experiences. And I'm like, okay, well, how can we help them practice with real world experiences, or can we? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel it's it's software that could be created, um, but it would be truly a simulation and not so much a, like a fantasy experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and simulations aren't always reliable, especially with something as fluid as Facebook ads. So yeah. it could be more about, man, I don't know, simulating step by step. But even then, I feel like you can do that just with Facebook in general. I mean, you don't have to hit the publish button. Uh, to run those ads, just you know, start creating something. Um, you know, cre- so go through the process of creating a campaign that's for for link clicks, create a campaign that's for conversions, create a campaign that's for you know engagement, what uh, video views, whatever. And you don't even have to upload them; just create them. And and whether you know, maybe you do it for a dollar a day or whatever, just so that you actually go through the process of submitting and, and approval and all that as well. But honestly, I don't think anything really replaces the, the real thing. Yeah, and out of that, I, I was curious because I'm thinking, okay, so Facebook has all the data, right? They have all the data on campaigns, how much people spend, and what the results are, correct? Mm-hmm. Now, if Facebook said, here are our top 50 social marketers, because they have all the data, right? Could, could they say that? I don't think they would do something like that. I know they wouldn't do it, but 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 when you said software, it just caused me to think of wow, you need a platform where everyone's actual performance is on that platform to where you can see who's who's the best and who's who's not. Yeah, I mean, the only people who could do it is Facebook, and it would be kind of right. cool, right? So basically, they would set it up in parallel, so mm-hmm. whatever someone does with fake money. Um, doesn't impact, of course, whatever's happening with real money, but what, right. what, what's happening with real money impacts them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they could have, you know, leaderboards and everything else for the fake money people. I, I think it's definitely a bad idea to do leaderboards for the real money people. But right. uh, and and that could be interesting. I mean, that would be a you know having that type of simulation. That's a, that's more of a true simulation. It's working in the active environment. Uh, could teach people, make it fun, because like in stock market, they're seeing how much success, how many sales they can get, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, 
That said, I, I guess the, the missing link to all this as I think about that, how do you measure success in that? Because you're not going to actually run these ads. So right. that's, the other, that's the other problem. But And so Facebook has to make some estimates on that in terms of how effective they would actually be, which I don't know how you do that. But Well, I, I always think of The Apprentice. I always think of the show The Apprentice where they have these two groups of people who a company comes in and says, hey, here's our challenge, and you go out into the world and you push whatever. You push our yogurt product. You push our tires, and you figure out you know, which techniques work the best, and that's real-world experience. I mean, that is that a simulation? It's a demonstration. Because, yeah. I mean, they are going out there and demonstrating. So, yeah, I'm not sure how to to come up with something that would be fun, because I love the word fun. Like, how, how can you make this fun and get for people to get practice in it, you know, without it hurting? Because investing in testing is takes some courage, and you've got a lot of courage. I've told you this before. A lot of people don't have that. So I think the combination of you writing something on how you approach testing and then us figuring out how to create I don't know if it's a platform, a software, or an experience that's fun where people can practice to see them getting better without, you know, without it hurting as much. Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, I don't see, I don't see uh, that whole simulation happening, but I think it's it's more just a matter of. You know, being smart about it and experiment and, and having you know having some courage and setting aside a little bit of budget and just try to create one campaign for every single objective you could do it for and there are like 14, right. 14 objectives I think right now and so, so, so a dollar a dollar a day big deal right well what about this and then uh, then you can pick up the tab for my beer mm. and your water but um, what if a company said hey we want to put, let's say, $100,000 a month in Facebook ads, and we want to pick 10 organizations to, to do $10,000 to see who can do the best ads for that $100,000 spent. You think that would make sense? To get 10, 10 teams for 10 grand a month to see who can do the best job for that that hundred thousand dollars spent, maybe. Um, I mean, things I I think about immediately is if you had ten people, um, how do you keep the message consistent? Uh, how how's it, how do you make it so what I do doesn't impact what you do? Mm-hmm. Um, and and really, they should be working together. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think you've you've had that idea before. Um, I'm not yeah. sure how it works in practice, but it's, it's still an interesting idea. It doesn't have to be 10, obviously. Right. Um, I mean, I think another way of doing it would be um, having, you know, three or f- three, let's say three. And um, you, you work in uh, two-week cycles. And for um, two weeks, you know, one group works on driving website traffic. One group works on building the email list. One group works on selling, and then they mm-hmm. rotate, and maybe they rotate twice because I think maybe being the first one to sell may be a disadvantage. For example, um, so I mean, there, there's something like that 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 could happen. You've got um, 
you know, you could do it for a month, two months, something like that. And I think it's interesting. Yeah, well, if there's a company out there that's listening to this idea that <laughs> I think we could kind of architect something, because I like what you just said, that that could be a possibility for sure. Yeah. All right, well, I, I wanted to, to test your, your thinking on training, simulation, demonstrations, and experimentation. I don't think I have a T-I-O-N, another T-I-O-N word for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, I think that's that's good for today. Uh, I called the, the bartender over for the tab. I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. But uh, before we go, where do people find you? Any parting messages? Oh, parting messages? Well, they can find me on Twitter, at BackupCEO. And as always, through email, J-O-H-N, at BackupCEO.com. And parting messages, finish strong. It's December, what, 2nd now? Yeah. The idea, uh, the idea of, of getting yourself ready for January 1st, New Year's resolutions, start now. You've got one month. You get a one-month head start. Matter of fact, John, you and I have a little bet going on right now over the next 21 days to get more healthy and physically fit. Uh, 21 days of working out or running. Mm. And uh, I don't know if this is considered gambling, but I guess it is. <laughs> On a weekly basis, um, if one of us does not commit, follow through on our commitment, there's a, a little a little piece of money coming one way so, or another. So, so. What, what, what happens if we both follow through? Nothing happens. Okay. You don't have to pay anybody. You just have to keep... This is about accountability. So mm. if we work out seven days the first seven days of the month, then we're we're good. But the person who does not work out, it's going to cost them. So yeah, finish strong. Finish strong for two, 2015. Get Start your New Year's resolutions now. Get healthy now. And uh, it, you'll, you'll do way better. Get a good running start for 2016. All right, sounds good. This was a good one, man. Made me feel a little uncomfortable. Thought I got a lot, of, a lot out of this. I hope everybody else did too. Thanks again, man. We'll see you again uh, next month. Until next time, do awesome things. We're out.